You're listening to episode 44 of the Beauty Business Podcast with me, Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the show, and I'm on a mission to help the independent businesses in the health, wellness, and beauty industry to reach their business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information. Now, we're really all about the foundations here of building an incredible, rewarding, profitable, and above all, stress-free beauty business. I want to help you make more money, have more time, and simply get back to enjoying what it is that you do. Now, we're all busy business owners. There just don't seem like enough hours in the day, or it seems at times like you need two pairs of hands to get anything done. Does this sound familiar to you all? Now, let's just back up a minute. You started your own business for a reason. It doesn't matter what that reason is at the moment, but I bet you never realized all the different hats that you'd have to wear. I'm talking about manager, accounts person, administrator, HR person, if you have team members, a shoulder to cry on, an arbitrator when things aren't quite going the way you want them to. Oh, and you know, then you've also got the actual work that brings in the money too, whether that be doing massage, facials, nails, makeup, whatever it is. You have all these things to do and only so many hours in the day. So what do you do? How do you manage? How do you get everything done? Well, typically you do one of two things. You either do your full day of work in your business, then you work a bit longer, then you take some work home with you and you do a bit more work at home. Or you start jobs and then you only half finish them, or you simply don't get around to doing some of those important jobs at all. And that is where things start to really impact your success, impact your business, impact your bank account, and possibly even your health. So is there a better way? Well, the answer is a deep and resounding yes. But until very recently, I hadn't even thought to talk about this on a podcast episode. It wasn't until I was on a Facebook Live the other day with a friend of the show, Daniela Werner, about a week ago when this topic came up and I realized that the answer was right there in my own business and I hadn't even put it down as a topic to discuss. In fact, it was such a popular topic on the Facebook Live that I've actually switched around the schedule for this season to bring you this episode as soon as possible so that you can start to look into this as an option for you. So what on earth am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about virtual assistants. Now, to be really clear, I am not talking about virtual assistants like Amazon's Alexa or Apple's Siri, which have taken on this name a little and I was talking about um, recently on this podcast. But I am talking about a real life person that works for you or with you to help you get some of your important jobs done, but jobs that don't need to be done by you. Now, before we get any further, let's address the number one response when this topic comes up, and that's cost. You know, you're already struggling to cover your bills as it is. Maybe you aren't even managing that. So how on earth are you going to afford to take on some more staff? Well, if you give me, let's say, 10 minutes, I'm going to show you exactly how you can afford it. In fact, I'm going to go one better than that. But you have to bear with me for just a few minutes while I explain exactly what a virtual assistant is and how to know if you need one, if you can benefit from hiring one at all first. And if you have other questions, don't worry, I hope to answer everything you need to know. So just sit back and take all of this in. So first of all, a virtual assistant or a VA is a real life person. They are your assistant, but they don't come into your place of work. They don't sit down and work alongside you. Instead, they live possibly miles away from where you work, and they do all of their work for you over the internet. 
hence remotely or virtually. Okay, and because of that, it means that they could be hundreds or even thousands of miles away or even in another country entirely. More on that in a second. So let's start with this. How do you know if you could benefit from working with a virtual assistant? Right. Well, let me know if any of these resonate with you in any way. Any of these sound familiar? OK, so possibly you're spending a bit too much time on minute tasks, doing a lot of time consuming things that yeah, need to get done, but they're not directly bringing in revenue to your business. They're not helping your business grow right away. Now, if you think about it, there are loads of tasks like this. Maybe you feel you are neglecting your customers, not in the treatments or the services that you offer exactly, but maybe you're noticing customers not coming back to you as frequently and you fear that you might be losing their interest and their loyalty. Have you found yourself maybe letting your inbox fill up, your, your voicemail go unanswered or other messaging systems? Are you not getting back to your clients and it's kind of now been so long that you're kind of a bit embarrassed to contact them anyway? Maybe you've actually gone the other way and in, in a bid to stay in contact with your clients, your levels of service may be suffering. You know, you already know that clients are particular about customer service. So if they feel at all neglected, that may be the thing that makes them start to look elsewhere. Now, do you feel like you have no social media presence or what you are doing is suffering because you never quite get to round to it or it's almost like a last minute task? Now, you know that your social presence, social networking, all that is really important these days, but it seems to take up so much time to do it justice and it never quite makes it to the top of your to-do list. Now, what about this one? You simply want your life back or you just want to get a bit more time again for yourself. Now, being a solo business owner can be liberating as you're doing things your way. And that's probably one of the things you wanted when you started out. But if you're at the point where you are working long hours just to get things done, or maybe not even managing to do that, and it's causing you stress, you're losing sleep, and it's still affecting your personal or family time, then you should really consider getting a helping hand. Look, you've got a full-time job performing the treatments and the services that you already offer. Then you have several part-time jobs involving, like I said, marketing, bookkeeping, admin, social media, advertising, all of these things. So how about we get you a little bit of help? But... If they're not physically here with you, what actually can a virtual assistant do for you exactly? Well, you'd be surprised. Okay, for starters, think about all the tasks that you do on your computer or on your phone for your business. Go on, actually think about it. Things like responding to emails, producing reports, ordering things, paying staff, posting things on social media, uh, sending out client newsletters, ordering posters, business cards, price lists, having those things designed, updating your website, checking your online listings, organizing press visits, organizing new promotions and events, creating images for use on social media, uh, speaking to suppliers, chasing payments, answering client questions, taking bookings, all of these things. Seriously, when you think about it, there are loads and loads and loads of things that you do online or over the phone that don't require you to physically be in the same location as your business. And with the proper planning, they don't actually need to be done by you. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I first introduced you to my virtual assistants, Jibril and June. Now, they helped me out with all kinds of things. And over the last year, 
they've enabled me to do way more than I could have done on my own. Everything from completely redesigning and rebuilding my website to taking the vast majority of social media management off my hands entirely. You know, June runs my Facebook group, Beauty Business Hackers, and Gibral produces the podcast and does all my video production too. And there's also a long list of other things that they do that are too numerous to mention. And guess what? I even had June write this podcast episode with me. So if you want this from a virtual assistant's point of view, then who better to write the episode with, right? Okay, so let's get to that big question. How much does a virtual assistant cost? Well, like a lot of things, it depends. It depends on what you want them to do exactly, how specialized that is and where they're based. Now, at the end of the day, they're doing a job. So you're going to be paying them for their time and their skills. However, both of my virtual assistants are based in the Philippines. And given the cost of living there and the exchange rate to the pound or the euro or the dollar, it means that the cost to you is just a couple of pounds or dollars an hour. This can be anything from sort of $3 to $5 on average per hour. Basically, much less than it would cost you to hire someone locally to do the same job. But in return, you get a well-educated, very highly qualified, usually to degree level, English-speaking new team member to help you get more done or simply to get those jobs done that you haven't been getting around to yourself. And what's more, you can hire a virtual assistant for an hour a week, five hours a week, 40 hours a week, or even to do just one-off tasks for you to get things done. It's completely flexible and to a large degree, you hire them on your own terms. Now, the next thing is that virtual assistants are essentially independent contractors. So you don't technically, quote unquote, employ them. They work for themselves and you simply pay them like you'd pay an electrician or a plumber to do a job for you. There's no complicated employment contracts, insurance, tax or anything like that. But yes, it does cost you some money. But this is the back to basics tough love season. And like I said in last week's episode, it's time to start thinking more like a business owner. And here's what I mean. Okay, let me ask you this. How much can you earn in an hour performing treatments on your clients? You know, $40, £50, $60? Let's keep it really simple and basic and say that for an hour's treatment, you can earn $25 and say you can take just some of the jobs that are taking up your time now and pass over eight hours worth of work to a virtual assistant. Let's say you pay that virtual assistant $4 an hour, okay? Now, in those eight hours, you could spend four hours performing treatments on clients, earning yourself $100, so four times $25, and the other four hours, you know, doing something for yourself, getting some time back, spending some time with your family, doing something that you enjoy doing. Now, the work still gets done, and it costs you $32. But you made $100 so that you're still $68 better off and you also gained yourself four hours of your life back. So as a business owner, I want you to shift your thinking on this so that if cost is the issue for you, if you can earn five times more in the same amount of time paying someone else to do your administration tasks and get more time for yourself, then that's a no-brainer. I'd do that all day long. In fact, you should be asking yourself, what else can I outsource? How much more time can I buy back for myself? Now, I hope that makes sense. So the next big question that tends to come up when I tell people about virtual assistants is, but they won't be able to do things as well as or the same way that I do things. Well, I have to tell you, 
That was a huge, huge thing that held me back from hiring a virtual assistant for the longest time. And here is honestly what I have found. Okay, first, actually, if you hire the right person, then there's a very good chance that your virtual assistant can actually do things better than you can or quicker, certainly. And the second thing is, sure, they may do the task that you want them to do differently than you do it. But who cares? Because if they're getting around to doing the tasks and doing more of them than you are, leaving them half done or just stressing out about them, then whether it's done as well as you do it or the same way that you do it, it doesn't matter. It gets done. And surely done is better than not done. So hopefully that's at least convinced you that this is something that you should take seriously, that you should look into in a bit more detail, if not something that you're going, oh my God, I need this in my life right now. So surely the next question is, how do I get me one of these virtual assistants? So I've put together for you my foolproof guide covering the easy way to hiring a virtual assistant and getting it right first time. Okay, here goes. Now, before you do anything else, you need to determine their duties, qualities, and skills. So start by making a concise list of tasks that you're comfortable to delegate or what you'd like to have some help with. Now, the easiest ones here are things like customer service tasks, which things like answering or responding to calls or emails, um, creating or updating your website, or even handling some of your social media accounts. Now, you must also know what qualities or expertise you want from your virtual assistant, things that you're gonna be looking for. Now, an example of the qualities are someone, for example, who's trustworthy, good at timekeeping, can work with uh, little supervision, so you're not kind of micromanaging them all the time, or someone who can write and speak well in English. Now, for very specific skills, you're gonna need to be very specific in your requirements. So if you want someone who is an expert in Facebook ads or in graphic design, then you're going to need to be very clear on this. Now, remember to choose qualities and skills that are important only. Don't make the list too long by adding in loads and loads of unnecessary stuff. And don't try and fall into the trap of finding what's called the magical unicorn. And by this, I mean finding someone who can just do everything, you know, someone who can do website design, accounting, social media, copywriting, customer service, email management, all of these things. Just like the magical unicorn, this person doesn't really exist. So stop looking for them. It's only going to waste you time. Okay. Now, next, you need to have an organized workflow and as much in the way of training materials as you can. Now, if you have a specific process in place or certain tasks that you want done in certain ways, write them down as a list or even better, record a video of yourself doing it, especially if you do the task on a computer. Now, you can then simply pass this on to your virtual assistant and have them follow it through. Not only does this save you time in training them personally, but it also creates an organized workflow so that you can be assured that your virtual assistant is doing exactly what you want them to do. And as an added bonus, if you ever hire a new virtual assistant for any reason, you can just provide them with the same training materials and they can be up and running right away. Now, once you have a clear idea of the tasks that you're looking for help with, create yourself a job description that will help you attract the right virtual assistant for you and your business. You need to list the tasks, the qualities and the skills that you're looking for and give examples if possible. This is going to help you filter the best candidate to hire and help any applicants who are applying for the job to know if they're right for you and for the position that you're hiring for. Now, to help you out here, I've created a little list of the important elements that you should consider and remember to include on your job description. 
So number one, it's make a specific job title. Use key phrases like social media manager, customer service rep, or SEO expert. Number two, create an engaging job summary. Let them know what makes your business unique and fun to work for, plus an overview of what their job will actually entail. Be as specific or as detailed as you can here. Number three, duties and responsibilities. Create a detailed list of what their specific tasks are and how it can help you and your business. For example, a social media manager, so he or she will handle your Facebook page or Instagram account by posting and scheduling posts related to your business to increase client awareness. Number four, qualities and skills. Provide both soft and hard skills as well, qualities that you think will be a good fit for you, things like past education, past experience, anything that will prove useful to the position. Number five, compensation. You have the option to pay by the hour or provide a fixed salary, provided that the rate is reasonable for the job description. Now, as with anything, the better the remuneration, generally speaking, the higher the quality of the virtual assistant. But as much as you want to pay a fair wage, you don't want to pay over the odds either. So be a bit careful with this. Now, next, you've got shift or working hours. Now, this is important, especially if you're hiring a virtual assistant from outside of your country, as they may have different time zones. You know, remember, you want to find what's going to work best for you. So specify if this is going to be working between fixed hours or if it's going to be flexible as long as the work gets done. Next, you might also have some additional requirements. Now, you can add things like into the job description if you want them to send a cover letter or a resume or a portfolio. You can also require them to send results of their typing test, internet speed connection, or even an English exam if you want them to. Also, any specific equipment or software that you want them to have experience with. You know, you don't want to create yourself work. So, for example, if you use MailChimp for sending out your emails, put this in there and ask for some experience of using MailChimp. If you use a Mac computer versus a Windows computer, and it's going to be easier for you if the person you hire also works on a Mac, put this in there too. Now, you also want to put in there your contact information, you know, put your email address or even your Skype ID to let them know where to send their cover letter and their resume. Now, June, my VA added in here to use what she called a litmus test. Now, this is optional, but very helpful in filtering candidates who actually read your job listing. And it's going to save you a ton of time in hiring the person and going through all the applications. Now, I actually did this. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I did this when I hired Jib and June. So within the job description I posted, among all the actual requirements... I asked a seemingly random question. I actually asked them to include in their application their favourite superhero and why. Yes, I know, I'm a great big geek. Now, the reason I did this was I wanted to see who actually read my job description rather than just seeing a job title and firing off their stock cover letter and resume. And I'm so glad that I did because I got hundreds of responses and all I had to do was quickly run through the emails and if anyone hadn't answered the superhero question, their application was immediately deleted. Now, this may sound a bit harsh, but you're trying to save yourself time here. And if someone can't follow a simple request or instruction on your job application, then what's to say they'll follow your instructions if you hire them? Now, I've since given this tip to several people hiring VAs, and all of them have thanked me for this. You will get lots of applications, that's for sure. And lots of them will simply be candidates applying for any job that's posted. So this one question, whatever it is, will save you lots and lots of time in going through your responses. Now, I encourage you to make it something linked to your own personality type or to your interests, because then it's also going to help you know if you're going to be able to work easily with the candidate. Now, next up, you need to find yourself an online job hiring platform. Now, there are loads of these available. There's loads of websites where you can hire freelancers and virtual assistants. A few examples are Upwork, Online Jobs, Guru or Freelancer.
Now, some of them are more geared towards hiring someone to complete a very specific task or project. Now, I use Upwork for this. So if I've got a specific task, usually involving very specific skills, then I go to Upwork for that. But others are better if you're looking to take someone on for a more fixed term permanent contract. Just create yourself an account, then post your job listing and wait for the emails and the notifications once someone has applied for your posting. Now, I actually like onlinejobs.ph for this, and it's where I found both of my VAs. Now, there is a fee to actually post your job, but it's a fixed fee and you'll only need to pay it once. I think it's about £50 or about $75. And for that, you can actually post as many jobs within a fixed period of time and hire as many VAs as you want. Now, you are going to get lots of responses. So the next stage is to go through those responses, delete any that didn't answer your litmus test question, and then decide who are your favourites. Now, this is where you're going to have to go with your intuition a little bit. Now, I created, when I did this, I created a bit of a skills spreadsheet. So when I was looking for my first VA, um, I basically went through the, the resumes and each candidate, the more things that each candidate could tick off the list, the better the score they got. Now, I was also looking for good written and English skills, which was obvious when I was reading through their cover letter in the first place. So once you've got your short list of, say, five to ten candidates, set up an interview with each one using something like Skype or Zoom. Now, use a service like this rather than just a phone call for a number of reasons. Firstly, you can check to see if they are who they claimed to be on the application. You can check that they have access to a computer, which is pretty much essential if they're going to be working with you. And you can also gauge their internet speed as well. You can also make sure that they're reliable and that they turn up to a scheduled meeting on time. You can use something like Google Calendar or an app like Calendly to uh, schedule the appointment. This is where they can pick a time that you're available and it will be automatically scheduled in for you. All this will help you to know who is the right virtual assistant for you. Now, next up, you want to conduct your interviews. This doesn't need to be anything big or complicated or time consuming at this stage. All you're really trying to do is just meet each person, verify a few things for yourselves that I've just mentioned, make sure you think you can get on with them, all these kind of things. Now, I guarantee that for whatever reason at this stage, it's going to take your shortlist down to an even shorter list, but you might still be left with a couple of candidates. So now what do you do? Well, one option, and this is what I did, would be to have a paid test. Now, this is where you create a test task, ideally something related to the tasks that you want your VA to actually do for you in the real world. And then you pay them for a fixed amount of money. You pay each of your finalists to complete that task for you. Now, you need to discuss the task with each one. Be specific about what you want and when you want it completing. Pay each finalist on completion of the task and then let them know when you're going to make your final decision so no one's left kind of up in the air. Now, just as a side note here, when I was hiring my VA, I was actually only looking for one VA to handle social media as well as some additional admin and research tasks. Now, when it came to the paid task stage, I actually had three candidates left for the position. I gave each one of them the test task to compete within three days. Now, both Jib and June did such an excellent job on the task and were amazing on the interview stages as well that I couldn't make a choice between them and I actually hired them both. Fortunately for me, they had very complementary skills. Jib is stronger on website design, graphics, video and sound skills. And June is stronger on writing, organization, administration, research, social media and generally just being a lot more organized than me. So I wasn't looking for a podcast producer or a video editor at all. But while I was looking through the applications, I saw Jib's application and realized how much time I would save myself 
if I wasn't producing the podcast all on my own. It was a wonderfully happy accident and I'm thrilled with my decision to hire both Jib and June because these days I can get so much more done. So this brings me to my next point. Trust your gut. Sometimes when meeting a person for the first time, you know right away that you're going to click together. So this is the same thing when you're hiring your virtual assistant. You will get that feeling that this person is just right for the job. It might not always come down to being the most skilled, most qualified or best educated. If you find someone who you just connect with and you know it's going to be easy for you both to work together and as long as they can actually do the job, obviously, then that may well be the right person for you. Now, after the hiring process and before they actually start working for you, offer them a simple contract that will benefit both parties and discuss the payment methods, timings and terms, especially if you're hiring from overseas. Now, again, this doesn't need to be anything complicated. It's just so that you both know where you stand and payment will mostly be handled via PayPal, Payoneer or other software called TransferWise. Now, a quick chat to get to know each other will help you both feel more at ease and to get the often sticky subject of money dealt with and out of the way quickly so you both know what's happening. Also, you may want to give yourself the option of offering them a two-week to, say, a three-month trial to gauge better if the VA performs well and is going to work well with you. And that's basically it. Now, pretty much everyone that I've told about my own experience with hiring a virtual assistant who is at least even a little bit interested has gone on to hire their own VA using my process and within weeks of starting have come back to me and said things like, honestly, I don't know how I managed without them before. Now, likewise, friends and clients of mine who have kind of dipped their toe in the water and hired a VA for just a couple of hours a week, maybe, have very quickly increased that and had their VA doing way more things than they ever thought possible. And to this day, I keep coming up with new tasks to hand over to Jib and June, either to save me some time or to get more done. And I have to say, my VAs are amazing. They just go ahead, get it done. It's awesome. It allows me to do so much more stuff. So what do you think? Are you interested in finding out a bit more about hiring your own VA to get some of those tasks done that have been sat on your to-do list for a while, just not being done, or simply to claim back some of your time or to help you grow your business bigger, faster, and stronger? Well, if you are, head over to the show notes pages at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 44 for all of the details, for all of the links and all the good stuff that I've been talking about today. Now, actually, on the subject of show notes, I got an email this week from a listener to the show asking for a link to the show notes for a particular episode. Now, she mentioned that she always listens in the car on her way to work. And by the time she gets to her computer, she's forgotten the link that I say in the show. Well, just so you know, the show notes are always at the web address www.beautybusinesspodcast.com followed by the episode number. So in this case, episode 44 with no spaces and with a, a forward slash in there. So that's www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 44 or whatever episode you're looking for. And equally, if you can't remember the name or the number of the episode, just go to beautybusinesspodcast.com and right there on the homepage that you'll land on will be all the episodes in reverse order. So with the most recent episode first at the top and just clicking on the title will take you to the show notes for that episode. OK, so I hope that clears things up. That's it for this episode. And like I said, I actually 
changed the order of episodes for this season to squeeze this one in because it seemed like such an important topic that people wanted to know more about right away because they either didn't know about it, didn't know it existed, or kind of did know about it but really didn't know what the deal was or how to go about it. So in the next episode, which will be actually coming out tomorrow, yep, I didn't want to make you guys wait, I'm actually bringing you a list of last minute ways to make the most of Christmas in your salon, spa or beauty business, even though it's already hit December. And it's taken me 45 episodes, but I have finally found a good excuse to do some singing in a podcast episode. Sorry, team, it's Christmas. You can't stop me, but you will have to check out the next episode to hear it. Now, as always, if you found value in this episode or if you just love the podcast, then please let me know by leaving me a rating or review or both on iTunes. You can do this online or in the podcast application on your phone, iPod, iPad or whatever device you are listening to me on. Right, that's it. I'm off to do some Christmas shopping. Speak to you next week.